0: Hey, honeys. This is your host, Marissa. Welcome to the Honey Health and Wellness Podcast. Get ready to unlock your full potential as I dive into all things health, wellness, spirituality, and self-development. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast, Jade Spooner. I am so excited to have you on. So Jade is the founder of Equilation and Co-founder of Equilation and also the founder of Big Appetite. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, you just started that not too long ago. That's relatively new for you, yes?
1: Yeah. Well, in comparison to the previous business, so Equilation is about eight years old. Um, Big Appetite is a year and a half, nearly two years old. So, um, not not new, new, but newish. <laughs>
0: yeah. So exciting. So, I mean, I think you're probably um. You're, you're known a lot for, I guess, both of your businesses, but you do speak a lot about um, your initial business, Equalation. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's what kind of launched you into this business hemisphere and, and all of that stuff. So I'd love to ask you about, you know, a little bit of background on how you started that business. Um, and I'm super intrigued even to ask you about how you um, went about finding the right business partner to, you know, begin a, a business journey with because I could imagine that's a quite a big um, – I don't know, it's a really big deal to make when you've got like money and all of that involved. So yeah, how did you firstly go about starting the business and what was the um, idea behind it?
1: Sure. So um, we basically, my co-founder Amal and I were our first clients. Um, So we were subject to an era of clean eating where a lot of people to lose weight would eat chicken, broccoli, fish, asparagus, and that was pretty much it. Um, And we were no different. So we actually started training together um, and then decided to take it to the next level and um, decided to compete in a bikini contest. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did a fitness model show and decided that we would get ourselves a coach. And from there, um, we had a really restrictive plan for 24 weeks, no cheat meals. It was um, chicken, broccoli, fish, asparagus, egg white oats and that was pretty much it um after that show we weren't too happy with the result we thought we gave it our 150 percent um and why did that not stack up to you know dream body awards Mm. you know titles trophies etc um and that's where really really where we started looking into the science of nutrition we came along then our third business partner in Evolution, but at the time was our new coach. And he, he I remember our first consultation, he dragged us into um, his consult room and he was teaching us about the science of nutrition. And for once we had a bit of an aha moment and it actually made sense. So this is when the industry was telling you all the things that you can't eat. He was sort of using science to show what you can eat. And um, we were really intrigued by that and then began dieting under his principles, which was flexible dieting, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, eating according to the macronutrient requirements of your body. Um, and we saw the greatest results ever. Mm-hmm. I think the first week I lost 2.2 2 kilos and I was on 2200 calories. It was astounding. What? Yeah. I'd eaten bread oh. for the first time in it so long. Um, I remember the first like birthday party that we went to as a family. My pop was always like are you going to have cake today? Are you going to have cake today? <laughs> like, no, nah, no. Nah. And I remember the first time like having cake at these birthday parties and stuff. And it was just like, I don't know, it just opened up a whole new world for us. And that's really where the passion began. Um, we started working for Jonathan then, and he would sort of do the numbers and then we would write the meal plans. We got a real knack for trying to find things that we loved to eat and making them macro-friendly. Yeah. Wow. So, so that was sort of our first experience in um, creating macro friendly meal plans. And then we ran the business, the three of us. Um, we formed Equolution Ec- and we, we ran the business, the three of us, um, for quite a few months before we said to Jonathan, Do you want to do this full time? We so want to do this. And um, at the time, we we're working for Google, both of us. Um, mm-hmm. So we we're best friends and, you know, training training buddies. We work together and then we we're running this business together on the side and we just wanted to take it to the next level. Um, Jonathan didn't want to take it to the next level. He was like, no, 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 this is just like a hobby for me. Uh, we're still really great friends to this day. He went on to open a range of um, supplement stores, um, which was always his dream, and, and we took Evolution, um full-time. So, yeah, from there we quit our full-time jobs at Google and pursued Evolution.
0: Wow. That is such a, it's such a great story. And I totally <laughs> can relate to what you're saying when you're talking about that real diet culture that you would have been, I guess, kind of grew up in. And, yeah. you know, even today, like the diet culture has changed so much, like you have programs like, and businesses like the businesses that you founded, and there's yeah. you know, so much information still on Instagram. But um, you know, still sometimes when I hear you say like, you know, you lost two kilos and you were on two thousand two hundred calories, like it just goes to show like there's still so much that you know. And I guess you have to take a bit of a targeted interest into learning about it because otherwise, how would you know? But um, it's just fascinating. So it's yeah. such an amazing you know concept to take that to um, the level that you took it to. So. Um, Would you say in terms of like forming um, good business relationships that the foundation is friendship or um, is there other partnerships that you've had in the past which, you know, or your current um, new business partner, was that founded on friendship as well or? Um,
1: I think my first partnership was definitely through friendship and a like mind. Um, I think even to this date nothing really quite compared to that first partnership. It was a very powerful one. Mm. We also had age on our side as well. We were young and very naive and we were willing to take the world on. So I think when you get a little bit older, um, you know, there's a little bit more logic that weighs into things and you've got a little bit more contingency planning and risk management about you as well. So look, in, in the terms of like, everything happens at the right time for the right reason. Mm -hmm. I believe that Amal and I were supposed to do that mission. You know, we were the two best fit people for it. And, um, it's funny we we really had like a lot of ups and downs towards my at the end of my exit like as we got a little bit older but mm-hmm. for the best part of you know 6 years of that 8 year um relationship like we never disagreed on anything like not yeah. not one little thing so it just go to sh- goes to show that we were so aligned in the mission that we were on to, you know, initially it was to, um, take Evolution, which was a manual coaching business and to turn it into a tech product. That was really our sole focus. Um, mm. and we really owned our territories quite well. We didn't, you know, jump into each other's way or anything like that. We just, um, we operated really well and we had a great friendship in the, in the same breath as well. We lived together. We had dogs wow. together, We traveled together, you know? So, um, yeah, it was just, it was the best thing for the business at the, at the time.
0: Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned that naivety component because yeah, that's something that I, yeah, I mentioned that all the time because even now, like I I would still say I'm young, but like I was younger when I started my business and people were like, how did you do that? It was this, it was that risk. It was that I was like, I didn't even think about it. No. I, was like, I didn't even think about no. it. Like you kind of just learn along the way and you're young enough to just kind of like take the hit and be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like I'll yeah. find a way to figure it out because you have, you know, just the older you get, the the nature of getting you just have more responsibilities. So um Definitely. yeah, I love that you mentioned that because that's such a big component. And I guess such an advantage for I think um people who are maybe thinking, "Oh, I'm too young to start a business or whatever, it's like well, it's kind of like better off,, yes. you know?
1: yeah, definitely, yeah. no, I totally agree with that, and even now, you know, like, um you know, I'm about to go into my next tech startup, and you know, even my partner and I was sort of talking about like i'm thirty one and I'll probably have kids in the next couple of years, and you know we've had the conversation like, you know, will he stay at home and all that kind of stuff, and like just your your preparation for going into a business and the things that you think about and whatnot are so different when you're like in your early twenties to say yeah. in your early thirties. Like I am never one to put in place like limitations or anything like that. I I like to think the world's our oyster and we can do whatever we we set our mind to. But in saying that, you know, there's a lot of reason and things that go into assessment of opportunities when you get just that little bit older as well it's not to say that you're conservative or you know that you're scared or anything like that it's not it's not sort of um you know devaluing the entrepreneurial nature that you have it's more just like yeah it's like things are a little Well, you're like
0: yeah I've got like a mortgage like let's just let's think about that for a second or like yeah like it may be so yeah a hundred percent um I love that you mentioned um, about how, you know, business can potentially affect what, you know, it does see, it seeps into your personal life. It does become your life essentially. Yes. So when you were younger, did you find that you like, d- did you find that romantic relationships kind of got in the way of your business or was you ju- were you just like so business focused that, you know, those things kind of fell, not fell to the side or they just weren't your focus at the time or did you just... Yeah.
1: You know what, I think um, if I'm being completely honest with myself, a lot of me kind of excused um, my lack of luck in love um, back in the day with like, you know, um, oh, I'm just not focused on that or, oh, you know, I'm so business minded. Sometimes it's intimidating to me or, oh, you know, I just I'm not open to that because I'm focused on the business. I just, it wasn't the right time for me. I had a lot of work to do on myself, which I had band-aided through business um, yeah. before I got to the point where I felt deserving of love and I showed up as the best version of myself. It wasn't until my exit, um, which was a really tough decision, but pulled me closer to ultimately who I was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um that I actually, I met my partner and yeah. um, I had, I've not experienced a love like this before. And I probably didn't allow myself the opportunity to experience a love like this before. I think my previous um, relationships were quite toxic, a little bit demeaning, like not, yeah. there wasn't a lot of self-respect that was upheld in on my end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really just came down to I just needed to do a little bit more work really that's, yeah. that's that yeah. was the that was the ultimate thing so regardless of whether I was a woman in business or I was you know not I was just me you know just existing I just think that time timing was not on my my side in those previous um encounters and, and it, I just yeah I was at the right time when I met the right person
0: I think yeah I can definitely relate to that I speak to you know a couple other women who are in um, business and they talk yeah. about relationships and things like that and I guess they're like what you mentioned like there is a season for everything so it's yeah, like sure. you know, you've got to if you're like building a business like the business that you were building at the time, it's like, you know, how much energy do you have to expend in a day? Like how much can yep. you give your all to everything? And, um, you know, to have, uh, it, it, yeah, it depends on, yeah, the right timing and the values that you um, are upholding at the time, what what you really want to bring into your life.
1: So Definitely. Um, and I, I think there's like there's so many successful people that are backed by, uh, you know, by the loves of their life. Like it's not yeah, like you have to yeah. be sort of single to be, um, successful. And like, I think anyone who says, you know, like I'm just not ready for that. It it wouldn't be because it can't coexist with, you know, a successful business. It's just the individual not being ready or even so just like maybe not having, you know, luck in that department just yet. Um, but I do believe that I, I had, um, at at Evolution, my assistant who I'm still really great friends with today, Brie, um, she helped me through a lot of that because she was in a really long-term loving relationship. And I was just like, I want that so badly. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you have a lot of other things that people would want so badly. It's one of those like classic grass is always greener. And she always told me just to trust the timing of things and to trust the universe. It will have your back sort of thing. Um, and I wish I took it more seriously because everything she said was so true. Every single thing that she said was so true. And um, I, I, yeah, I genuinely believe like, even if you've got your head down, bum up in your business and you're, you know, maybe you're a startup and you're just like, where would that person fit? That person will fit. That person will fit. Um, You don't need to sacrifice in, in that department. And that's what makes like soulmates and stuff, you know, like, yeah. I,
0: love that. I really love that. It's so true. It's like, who are you to like, who do you, how do you know when it's going to fit into the plan? It's yeah, like we
1: don't, don't need to give up one for the
0: other. love, like, I've got the plan sorted. Like, you yeah. know, um, yeah, that's so true. And you don't have to sacrifice one or the other. Like, there are so many people that I see, like so many, um, you know, really successful people that do have it all. But like you say, it's totally about timing and just, um, yeah, a little bit of a lot of trust in the universe, really. yeah what when you were starting your business were there certain was there anything in particular that you you know in hindsight maybe a couple of years into the business you look back on those first years and you were like wow i wish i knew that that would have made my life so much easier like is there anything kind of like on a mindset perspective that you would have been like dude i wish i just had channeled that and i would have just gotten through so many things easier or even like technical like components in terms of the way you ran your business that, you know, you were like, wow, if I just did that, it would have been easier. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah look, a uh, couple of things that come to mind. The first one is respect for money. Um. I think that was something that came with a little bit more maturity, probably post exit. Um. Yeah. I think because I was always, you know, quite blessed that the business did well, um, I don't think I really understood like the wicket that we were on and, and Mm. it takes people a long time to achieve something like that. And, you know, I kind of in trying to find myself did some odd things with money regarding like spending and purchases (laughs) and wearing it and driving it and (laughs) the lavishness of that lifestyle that if I'm really honest with myself, it's it's not really me. It, do- it doesn't. It, it. It. There's nothing wrong with it. it. Just doesn't really make me happy. So I think I was trying to chase that happiness and and all that kind of stuff. And um, don't get me wrong. Still love nice things and whatnot. But um, I think there's a little bit more sense about me now than back then. Yeah. Um. So definitely respect uh, of money, and um, I have a little bit more of a grip now surrounding, you know, profit loss statements, all that kind of stuff, and not just like blowing you know, cash for the sake of it because it's there or and all that kind of stuff. So just like that whole reinvestment, saving for a rainy day, all that kind of stuff, very important um to yeah. me now. And I think that can only be told with age. Like it's really hard to tell someone that's, you know, 25 and doing incredibly well to cool the jets, you know, like it's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, I am on a roll. Let's you try. feel
1: invincible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you feel invincible. So yeah. that, that's super important. Um, the second thing is probably surrounding the team. Um, I don't feel like I was uh, very challenged at a lot of points in the journey, which I think if you threw an amazing executive with a lot of experience, you know, into the mix and rather than hiring people to work sort of like under you on the org chart, work with you at that leadership level, I think um, is definitely something that I've now learned.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's a really, really good point. I think, um, you know, from all the books that I read and things that I listen to, that's something um, that I think is quite a rare component that really only really good leaders kind of um, take under their belt and, like, you're just so much more powerful for it, being able to, like, lead with a group of people around you. And it's, like, I think it comes down to, you know, it's pretty, like, evident that you've done, like, some groundwork and, like, understanding that it's, like, You know why? Why would you want to take on all all of that like pressure and all of that responsibility when you don't need to? Like you can you can be better for it if you have other people around you. So that's a it's a really good point.
1: Um, I think environment has a lot to do with that as well. It's like put yourself in the room that you kind of belong in, sort of thing. And yeah, you know, I I would I love when people tell me. I'm wrong or give me another perspective yes. or something like that. Like I actually really love, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, so, I
0: mean, yeah. you don't want to be surrounded by yes yes men. They're like, yeah, Jade, yeah, awesome. And you're like, can someone tell me the truth?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so true. And I think for um a, a lot of years during the, you know, climb to success, there was a there was a lot of yeses and there wasn't a lot of no's. And admittedly, um my co-founder and I were pretty um sort of, met on missions so it would be yeah. really hard to tell us no but I, I don't think it's unhealthy these days I think it's a very healthy thing to experience
0: yeah absolutely and I think that like group leadership like you kind of mentioned it happens <laughs> it happens naturally like when you um you know are in the right vibrational state and you're working with people who support what you're doing like naturally you're going to want them to take on um you know parts of your business and help like push it push it forward so yeah. um I like that. Um, I guess also in terms of relationships, do you, have you noticed in your time um, so far, like being an entrepreneur, um, you know, the impact of maybe a negative or positive relationship, being friendships, family, like personal relationships, like have you, because, you know, I think being an entrepreneur is, you know, definitely becoming more common, but still yeah. it is something that is, um, you know, a journey that not, a lot of people can relate to. So did you find like when you were like, you know, you're in your twenties, you've got this crazy successful business. Did you feel like you had people around you where you were like, no, you've got to go. Like you're kind of stopping my progress or were you cautious about the people you kept in your circle? Um, It's
1: funny because I feel a lot of people um, in this space sort of break away from you know, um, anyone in like their past life, pre... Yeah, yeah, they're like,
0: I don't know (laughs) you. Um,
1: I've had the same girlfriends since I was in year three, four at school. I've got two girlfriends. I've got my primary school girlfriends and my high school girlfriends. Um, And we're not best friends because we sort of decided that we should stay friends because we're that many years deep. You know, it's like by choice, like we are best friends and Mm. we're all so different. And don't get me wrong, there was um a lot of people that you know in my my friendship group that when I said I couldn't come because of work or whatever, it was like probably a hard pill to swallow when I was in my twenties and even later in life when they said, "You know we're so proud of you, we always just wanted you to to be there though I missed out on heaps I missed out on a lot like yes. lots of overseas travel, lots of um parties, lots of just yeah. weekends away, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I worked a lot and I missed out on a lot. And yeah. my girlfriend's intentions were always good. They were like, we just wanted you to be there. It was never anything about like jealousy or or anything along those lines. They just um they just wanted me there. And yeah, we've I've got the same girlfriends. I'm one of five kids. Um, and I'm very close to my siblings, and they've yeah. all got partners, and we're all like best mates. And my parents are not together, but have been an amazing support. So. I would say I'm probably one of the lucky ones. I never had to resist, you should do this or you should do that and all that kind of stuff. I'm surrounded by really unreal people. Um, And if there was ever sort of people in the equation that I felt, you know, maybe were just a a season or something like that, they Mm. came in and out, you know. But for the most part, the foundational people in my life have always remained the same
0: that to me is like, honestly, the definition of like wealth, like seriously, like to have people around you that just want to, just want to support you, just want to see you grow. And it's like, back to that kind of, that comment you made when you were younger and you were like, I just want, I just wish I had a partner. It's like, yeah, you, you, you look around and it's like, you had by the sounds of it, so many like fruitful, like amazing relationships. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's so true. And to be honest with you, if, there was any distance in any of those relationships, it mm. was always the fault of my own. like if I if I felt distant from you know my family you know had I missed out on you know family dinners or not going somewhere or other because of work it usually was what was, well, was because of work um, that was me like, yeah. that, was, that was my choice and the, and whenever I was distant from my family or the people that knew like me, I was the most distant from myself. Like that was when I was kind of immersed in a life that wasn't truly reflective of, of like who I was, you know, Yeah, um, you absolutely. know, yeah, yeah, so
0: absolutely. I think, I think, um, you know, that it's that element of sacrifice a little bit like, you know, and obviously you, you sacrifice a little bit of time and, you know, a a couple of, um, you know, experiences when you're, when you're building a business, but also when you're trying to like learn about yourself. So, I mean, at the end of the day, is it, yeah, it is sacrifice, but you, you know, it's like anything in life, it's like that give or take. And sometimes you just have to give so much of yourself in order to achieve something like what you've been able to achieve. So, um, yeah, that's, that's interesting that you, yeah, the, the way you put it, I think, um, in terms of your um your mindset around money, did you ever have like, I think I think nowadays uh, maybe it's just like what I'm surrounded by and the people that I follow on TikTok and and Instagram that everything's just like feeding me the same thing. But I feel like there is a lot more consciousness around money mindset around um anything mindset and like personal development. Like, was personal yeah. development in, ever in your kind of realm of? interest or did you just not really have any kind of thoughts around it you just went in and you were like yeah I'm I'm gonna try this business and see how it goes
1: um oh look to be totally honest with you I always felt like I was meant to do something with my life I've always been in um positions that seem like uh they seem lucky or or whatnot but I I think that you are what you you are what you make of yourself sort of thing. And that that those experiences and byproducts of success are because you've done something along the road. And I even look at like, you know, the huge investment that we made um, in risking really like essentially life savings to build the, the mobile app. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like a normal path at the time, but when you sort of take a step back, you'd say that's not, you know, that's not really quite, quite normal. So in terms of like personal development, even now, like I don't, I don't really sit still. Like I always have goals and I, I, you know, have an idea of my life and professionally where I want to be. And I will not stop until that happens. And that is a persistence that I've had for a lot of, since I was a kid. Mm. Um, But in terms of actual work, I think Oh, I just had to be really honest with myself when I was experiencing some, you know, adversity sort of thing in terms of like how I was feeling and how I wasn't fulfilled and how I wasn't happy um, because it meant that I had to make some really tough decisions that kind of went against the grain of, but you've got it so good, you know, you've got it so good. Why would you want to leave this company? Why would you want to start again? You know, but um, I just had to be really honest in that idea that I was meant for more and do things and make decisions that would ultimately, you know, move closer towards that, I guess. So yeah, personal development was always something like I won't ever sit still, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah I do. I do know what you mean. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's either something that you've got in you or you, someone can't fire that up in you. I don't think yeah. like it's there and you just, yeah, it's, it's nonstop. Like you're just thinking, thinking about yeah. ways that you can be and do better and improve yeah. you've already got. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about what you just mentioned just then about that decision to leave your initial yeah. company, because I love that. I love that you did that. And I love that. I want to hear like how you kind of the culmination to that step, because I think one of the, one of the things that I have learned along the way, and I'm sure that you can relate to um, as well, is that people don't know what is happening in your head. Like people don't know what you're um, vision is firstly like no one will ever know what your vision yep. is until that vision comes to life and that and then you can go here like this is what it is because no yep. one has that in their head and also no one knows where you want to go so I think it takes like a very strong um, and grounded kind of being to be like yeah it's good but I'm gonna go for better and not in a yep. greedy way but just be like I want change, I want to do better and knowing that you can always up-level, you know, your life. So how did you, is that kind of the impetus or uh, I guess the, um, you know, the grounding for where you decided to make that change for yourself?
1: A hundred percent. All of what you mentioned just then in terms of feelings of more, um, not in a greedy context or anything like that, but all of that was exactly how I was feeling except the only thing was I had, it was not Part of a plan it was not because I was going to do X y Z and then it you know it, it lead to this or whatever it was literally um it was kind of like a full love or money kind mm-hmm. of toss up in my head really um where I was was really comfortable, and to be honest with you, the future didn't even really look ever challenging or uncomfortable like I, I kind of was craving that start over. I just wanted to push myself. Like the ease that I had on a Monday to Friday, nine to five basis was only something that would be achieved if you put in the groundwork in a startup, got it to a position, had staff, all that kind of stuff. And it was just not fulfilling me. It felt it felt really cruisy. Um, Even though we had goals as a business and, you know, they were, they were big goals. I just, I didn't feel fulfilled. I also had to be pretty honest with what my day-to-day looked like. And um, I was in a nutrition company speaking about calories and macros and dieting from a marketing perspective. And I truly didn't have a passion for that space anymore. I have a passion, a huge passion for health and fitness, massive, but to pigeonhole me in that category, it just didn't fit me anymore. It fit yeah. me once upon a time. I could have talked about the science of nutrition till the cows came home. Yeah. But eight years later, I didn't have that burning passion anymore. Yeah. Um, and then there was the commercial side of things. You know, like I've got one business now. All my eggs are in this basket. I don't want that, you know, like I want, you know, I would love uh, and, you know, what I'm sort of working towards at the moment is like a portfolio of small businesses that, you know, I sit on an advisory board or, you know, I I work for on a, um, on sort of an advisory basis and have equity in and, you know, build that portfolio that way. Um, But yeah, I think just the sole tunnel vision focus on the one business for the eight-year period throughout my twenties was phenomenal, but when I became hugely passionate about business, business in general, yeah. um, that that just didn't fit anymore. So uh, yeah, sort of, and and then there was like also obviously, um, you know, is it all worth it? Like I'm not happy. So you know I'm doing this every day, and all of this energy and investment, both time, energetic, and and also financially, is going into this business, but. Um, you know, what I was getting out of it on a fulfillment level was just not, it wasn't quite hitting it off for me.
0: I love that you mentioned that, like, you know, because like the fact that you were with the company for eight years and the information that you were sharing just wasn't resonating with you anymore, because I think so many people are scared to say that. And it's like, no, like no one, no one, that's okay. Like no one's going to be like, oh my God, she is just like a fraud now. Like she's yeah, not, yeah. Like, no, I'm just pivoting. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you honestly just, it's um the, the, you know, your, your business grows and as, the as the person grows and like, as you develop. So it's like, even after maybe like, say five years of this new business, it's like, you have the, like, people have the right to change what they want to, uh like represent in business or yep. what the values are. And I think that's a really important piece um to mention because I I I talk to so many people that um you know have this story that they tell themselves yep. that they've been in business for this long and um you know I can't stop now. And it's like, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah
1: you can <laughs> it's <laughs> so true. Even even with um even what that did for my attitude coming into the new business, you know, like I already feel a new chapter's nearing now. And it's not about like starting things and leaving things or anything along those lines. It's really about doing what you're put in that position in that business to do whilst it's useful. And then being able to say, okay, I've done my job. Now someone else will take over and it's my job to move to the next sort of thing. And that can be commercial and strategic if you. Uh, that way inclined, or that could literally just be, you know, it could be a decision the way you just say, look, I'm just going to call it a day now, you know, like, so, I mean, it can take exits can mean a lot of different things. Um, But yeah, for, for me now, that first one just taught me that there's a season for everything and definitely don't drag it on longer than where where it's meant to.
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely did you feel because I like you know by the sounds of it the business kind of had pretty you know immediate immediate ish like pretty quick you know success like it did well quite quite quickly did you have any phases within that business or even within this business that you're working on now where you just feel like that you've had to deal with you know, setbacks or, you know, I think something that people deal with a lot is they are put like day in, day out, they're putting in the work, they're putting in the work and they're yet to see rewards. Like, did you have that experience in, in the building of your business or?
1: Um, fortunately not. And I realise that is a really privileged position to be yeah. in. Um With Equolution, though, the what you would call successful changed hugely on a commercial front, like around four years in. So that business is eight years old.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And it was around like the fourth year that things started to get really sort of serious on on a commercial front. So even though it feels and sounds kind of instantaneous, um, it was sort of it was it always grew and it was always profitable but the degree to which varied hugely from like say year one to like year four when things really started to ramp up when we created the mobile app we experienced I think it was 987 percent growth in revenue so that hugely that changed everything for us like from the day that we made that investment and took it to market it changed everything. But like the years leading up were all, it made so much sense, you know, like we'd put in the groundwork, we'd accrued so much social proof. We, um, you know, had the testimonials, we had the brand reputation, we had the awareness, we had an online audience, quite a big one on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it prepared us for, for that. So there was a lot of groundwork that was done where, you know, whilst I wasn't, taking home huge money or anything like that in the first couple of years it was still profitable but not to the degree that our hard work began to pay off yeah. um yeah and b- big appetite again like i was just starting from a completely different position like there was leads there was an audience there was a you know a, a reputation and um you know a stigma in the market of you know what i'd done from a business perspective to then have the capability to do that for other businesses so i've been just lucky you know and sort of privileged in that regard that yeah it hasn't been um like baked beans on toast and sleeping on couches but if it ever got to that I would totally if I believed in in my business and my mission and you know anything I put my name to I do um yeah. I would totally do all that if I had to yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's so interesting because like just listening to you talk like you say like you know, um, I'm a lucky person. I'm lucky. And it's like, you definitely, you definitely are. But also that's just a really good belief that you have. Yeah, It's like the way you talk about your journey, I think is what attributes to so much of the ease that you've had, because you're talking about this lead up between four years. And I imagine your mindset was like, it's chugging along. It's growing. Like that's where you were at. Whereas someone else might be like, Oh my god, it's taking ages or whatever. Like someone, yeah. I reckon, could have the exact same journey as you, but like the totally image that they're using compared to the way that you're viewing it is like something that that people can take note from. Like that—that's a choice to say, like, I am a lucky person, and I say that too because I really truly believe that I am. So it's like that I guess that can be really the difference between the ease in which you experience your life and maybe the difficulty in which you experience it really.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that um I, I say lucky because I'm just conscious that everyone's path looks different. And yeah. I have like to acknowledge when there's, you know, fortune versus misfortune um and you know I didn't come I, we got no handouts I didn't come for money or you know anything along those lines um it was all it was all self-made but I do understand that everyone's journey looks looks different so I'm always like pretty quick to acknowledge like you know this was yeah. this was mine and I'm grateful for it um yeah. but the the second part of that is just like there would have been nothing to get in my way irrespective of that you know so there has to be a mindset piece to that that has like an inherent self-belief um a lot of grit and a lot of determination as well so yeah yeah, I think there's there's two parts to it
0: Yeah, totally like regardless of the situation whatever it whatever it was if it like started out differently you still yeah you still would have been like I don't care I'm going to work towards it. yeah it's it's like it's like
1: yeah I am I'm grateful but I also worked really freaking hard Yeah, you, were, you and a lot did, of people yeah. would have, a lot of people would have given up. So I feel as though, yeah. yeah there's, I there's can
0: a- like relate to what you're saying. And like when you said that four year stint, I'm like, no, they would have been working their asses off in that oh. stint. Like you're just saying yeah. like, yeah, it was lucky. It was chugging along. I'm like, no, 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 no business just chugs along. Like you are putting your whole heart into it, but it probably felt like such ease to you because you, you know, well, we no
1: other way. Yeah. There was no, there was no other option. Like we were doing this no matter what anyone said, you know, even, um, so even the app, so the, the app that, Exists today um, was actually our third attempt. So, the first attempt, we went to uh, an incubate program at Sydney University. We found some university kids that built us our first version. That failed. That was like 10 grand or something like that, which was water yeah. of a back when, when we were that, that age. We we're like, oh, okay, we'll just go again. And then through that program, we met a mentor who put us onto an offshore company. We built the app with them. I think it was about 280,000. And that app completely failed. And we'd signed our life away there was you know um no liability on that yeah so it was just it was just a, a loss and then um our third time we went with um a company down in Wollongong called Devica um Ken who's the founder of that is is one of my business partners to date and um yeah and hit, we just said to him we're like this is our last shot <laughs> to get this right and he's like no I got this so he he actually built the the third version um uh, which was the successful product but yeah look that four-year period entailed a lot of hardship and a lot of just, like, just determination, really. You know? Yeah, sheer really
0: determination. Know. Like, I think that's, yeah, so anyone else from the outside looking in would be like, that's crazy, you're not going to go for a third time. You're like, no, I'd go yeah. fourth. Like, yeah,
1: we, I'm literally going to make... We go fourth, make- we go, forth. We go <laughs> fifth if we need to, we go. <laughs> because yeah. the thing was, the difference with our business versus, like, say, having an idea was that we actually, we had customers. We had a lot of customers. We had in the thousands and they were paying customers. They absolutely sung our praises online. They were all making accounts, you know, Equilution accounts on social media to share their journeys. They were tagging us in everything. We've got accolades every single day from, you know, our clients that were praising everything that we were doing as a company, you know, and the product and the service that we had created. So we had to go a scalable option like there was no other there was no other way for us so yeah we had a lot of validation before actually pursuing that that idea
0: yeah yeah wow that's uh, yeah so great so good like good to hear like yeah, yeah in terms of the fact that it's like yeah everyone has their challenges but also amazing like the mindset that you had around it so yeah that's yeah yeah crazy um yeah. what's your advice on women in particular wanting to start their business do you think there is um Would you give different advice to maybe um, do you think, did you find that you came up against anything being a woman in business in particular? Um, No, and I think
1: that also is another privileged mindset that I'm happy to acknowledge as well. I used to get asked, you know, often, What's it like being a woman in business? And I used to like quite ignorantly respond with like, "Well, the same as a man, you know." And but I've, I've had an experience that has warranted that mindset, yeah. <coughs> whereby um being female, I felt quite empowered in the space. Yeah. But I know not every female goes through that same experience, so that's that's just been mine. I felt it's given a sense of um, <coughs> excuse me, um, a sense of compassion in in leadership. I think it makes you strong but it also makes you emotionally intelligent at the same time being female like there's a lot of strengths there is a lot of strengths and there's also now a lot of opportunity because of you know um the quest to make this space quite quite equal in terms of we've got equal number of female entrepreneurs to uh, in uh, female to male I think there's um there's you know, female founders grants. I think they've just taken that one off as, as well as a lot of others, but there, there's grants, there's, you know, programs and, and mentorship availability and all that kind of stuff. So I think um, it's been a fortunate place to be in, but I can completely understand how not everyone has that experience.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, yeah, it comes down to perspective on it, but yeah, definitely there is so much, um, so much, uh, you know, benefit to, you um, you know, being a woman and starting a business and it's interesting, like you actually will uncover like how much power that you actually um Yeah, I think you-
1: it's such an edge. Like I really believe it it's such an edge. Yeah. And um it it can I can understand how it can be totally intimidating, but you you can't you can't let the big guy step on your toes. You know, like that's that's really the the essence of it. Um so yeah
0: that's the beauty of being a female leader though because you learn that capability to be like i'm not going to let people fuck with me but you also learn the ability to be like soft and compassionate like you said and to lead from a place of um i guess sincerity like you know not going like i'm the boss and this is how we're doing it like i think females i think in particular have a really good ability to emotionally understand the people that totally so you Know, um, be you know innovative and lead, um, in a sim- in that masculine energy as well. So, yeah. um,
1: definitely, yeah. I, I listened to this podcast with um Stephen Bartlett and the founder of The Ordinary. Have she, I've,
0: heard, I've heard snippets of it.
1: Oh my god, she was unbelievable! But she speaks of her team and the culture, and I think this is a real like female bred, um, kind of dynamic within a team culture. She sort of talks of it as being sort of like a family and um, I, I really think that women have the power to create that, you know, yeah. motherhood within, their, within yes. their teams and whatnot and I think it's such a big advantage, that nurturing nature that is so naturally inherent. Um, Not to say that men can't achieve the same thing, but I just think being a female is so powerful in a leadership space. Um, yes. I think I think if anything, we, you know, we need to start kind of becoming accustomed to a narrative where it is, you know, a massive advantage. And um, I think the more generations that work against the adversity that often comes with it, the more that we're paving away for a future generation to just, you know, uh, our daughters should wake up and be like, I want to have a business and like not you think oh is it just meant for men or anything along those lines like it should just that that sort of I guess from a female perspective I guess that's what we'd be working towards.
0: Yeah totally and I think the more and more women that get into business the more and more women are are learning to you know have that balance of both like I think maybe early days it was very like women were like if I'm going to be a woman in business I've got to lead like a man and like now it's because you know so many women have been in business that we can kind of look back and be like no that's not how I want to that's not I want to lead from like my heart space like I don't want to be like dictator already
1: and And I think I think it's going to be tricky like I think about you know I'm 31 now I've met the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. He's 33. He wanted to be a dad yesterday. Um, (laughs) just waiting on me at this point. Um, But overall, I know there's going to be challenges to come, especially juggling too, because I'll want to be, you know, 100% the best mum possible, but I 100% won't be able to give up this side of me that is, you know, on on a mission when it comes to the profession. So I feel it's going to get... Tricky, but I think that's why they say mums can do it all because
0: can do it all. Honestly, watch this space. I'm um, you any bets you're going to come out with like <laughs> something and be like, oh, this
1: my, cool. my mom is something else. Like she was a single mom, um and she had had a bit, she still has the same, she's had the same business for 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. She fixes things with. A screwdriver and spun the same way a bloke does and she you know raised you know five kids and I guess like I've just watched her have no limits so I feel as though that's that's um my perspective just had a you know really good example
0: she's rubbed off on you for sure <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah she's powerful woman yeah
0: I love that um one last question um yes. I wanted to ask you about your um, being in Forbes 30 under 30, you know, that is an amazing achievement. And I wanted to know, is that something that you had as a long-term goal for yourself? Or was that just an opportunity that you were like, you know what? I think I'm eligible for this. I'm just going to go for it.
1: We still to this day don't know how we got in? Like we do, we don't know if there was like an application process or yeah. Is there an application? Process? I don't know because um, Amal and I woke up. I, I actually got it was my it was my birthday, the eighth of May when it was published, yeah. and uh, she got sent a DM and it was a screenshot and. It was um, congratulations. Like, you know, it was so good to see you too. It was, I think it was, might have been someone from school or maybe a follower or something like that. And Amal called me and she said, We're in Forbes. And I said, What? And anyway, so yeah, I don't know. That year we were in Deloitte, fast growing 50. Um, so we were in the top, we got 14th or something like that, fastest growing tech companies in Australia. I don't know if it was somehow, linked or something along those lines, but it was a a really big year where we did get recognized for a a lot of, um, you know, just business growth and whatnot. And yeah, we were in, we were in Forbes and literally found out from our followers. So we still don't know to this day. I think it it is an application process. I'm pretty sure. Um, and whether, I don't know, whether it was our accountant or whether it was Deloitte, I'm not sure. But yeah, we found ourselves in there and um, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty proud moment.
0: That is amazing. I feel like that is very, um, that story is like really kind of just encapsulates the like beautiful, like free flowing energy of like your business and the way that kind of things, you um, I guess have have unfolded for you, not to say that you haven't like worked your ass off, but it's just you've got this really amazing like kind of free flowing like energy of yeah. like like it just and I think that's probably why you know um that energy is like just such an abundant energy to have, so yeah. that's really that's- no, it was
1: it was pretty cool and look to be honest with you, I probably um I probably play down like the ease of of the journey, I think it you know. It translates a lot, a lot better, especially for anyone that is wanting to embark on, you know, pursuing their like business dreams or whatnot. Yeah. But I think for anyone who has a business, you know what, you know what, yeah, And I know
0: what you're like. Yes. When you're talking, I'm like, I know it wasn't four years of just yeah. like you know, like I know it's just. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. you got to work yeah. your ass off and it's definitely yeah. something that you have. But I think the thing with you is that you, the way you represent it is with such ease, which is why so many people just want to know, like, how is she doing it? Like, what the hell? And you're just like, yeah, I got this. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I think that's really the bottom line though. You need to, you need to truly believe that you do have it. You have, you have what it takes. You We'll do it. You've already got it before you achieve it. That's really the mindset, you know.
0: No, I love that. Um, That's amazing. It's been such a pleasure um, chatting with you. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And we're here. Thank you so much.